Here is the Crescendo Music Education Podcast, episode number 80. Eight zero. I so love those big round numbers. Welcome to the Crescendo Music Education Podcast. In this episode, you'll hear the second part of my chats with my Kodai Queensland committee members. I love these people. I get to work with them on a whole lot of big picture things that help our profession. So enjoy part two of the Queensland Kodai Committee. Now I'm joined by Cathy with a K. Hello, Cathy. I'm going to start with our question. Tell us about your Kodai education journey. Well, I almost think like, think of myself as a Kodai baby. (laughs) Ever since, uh, I mean, my family, we lived in Nigeria for seven years or my dad was working in Nigeria. And when we moved back, I was in year two. And ever since then, I mean, my family was musical. They play instruments and sing and all, all the all of that. But when I started class, you know, from year two to year seven, I just loved being in the music classroom. And I still remember Meredith Cook was my best teacher. Yeah. Sean Metcalf was yes. the other music teacher. Yeah. Um, so obviously they were fantastic. And I still have my recorder book that I I almost think I should make use of um, in my teaching now. But And then over high school in year 10, I went to All Hallows and was under the tutelage of Tim Sherlock. And that was just like the biggest blessing I've had. Now that I realise being in the music teacher industry, it's like, oh, yeah, Tim Sherlock, yeah. And everyone's like, (laughs) I'm just a bit... I'm sad that I didn't get him from year 8 to year 12 and only 10 to 12, but the impact he made on me at that point, to, for me, what was really great was that the sulfur just kept going. Like in primary school, it's just stepping stones. You're building that tower and the foundation was so strong from primary school that once I slipped into year 10, I just, I was so in love with it as a young child that it was like, oh my God, this is, this is where it's at. This is the, this is Disneyland for me, you know? <laughs> and, um, and I just loved singing and my class was amazing, like the students and everything. And, and then I knew, I guess, from when I was a really young child, I would play teacher with my dolls. <laughs> I, I wrote out a role and my brother still says, I'm really bossy and I guess that's a common trait (laughs) but I just knew I was always going to be a teacher and my parents friends would ask oh so what are you going to study and I go ah yeah music teacher and they go oh not a lawyer or a doctor and I went no I love I love music and I love teaching and I'm I think I'm pretty good at it for now (laughs) and So I went to study music and teaching at UQ and my piano teacher was a bit disappointed that I wasn't just doing piano performance and that I was always just going to go into teaching. And I mean, that's one thing I sometimes 
regret that I didn't actually just focus on performance and get as much musical knowledge as I could before actually getting into the teaching. But I'm also very grateful that I did get teaching um, pedagogy. Not that university was really the place for me to find it. It was joining um, associations like Kodai Queensland back in the day, Kamiya, and um, and I mean, at the end of year 12, Tim was like, oh, girls, you should go and do this course. And we did. We actually were at the summer school mm. in at UQ doing a high school course. But, yeah, so. Your foundation. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here so jealous. Yeah. I, I wish, I wish I had that foundation. And so it's when. You say things like that and when people say things like that that I go, oh, I actually have a gift that I have mm -hmm. to share. Yeah, and that's why I'm here. I'm here to share my gift or my well, what I think a is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you should share that because those of us who did not have that education and had to develop it as an adult, it's much slower coming as an adult those bricks that you're building up that just come so naturally when it's done in such a sequential, logical, oral way, as we know, you you have that yeah. and that's lovely. So I'm glad you've ended up <laughs> here to give it back. And I've just always loved singing, so I think that really goes well with this um, philosophy and that it's so accessible. I've always been in choirs and um, I was in the Australian Youth Choir since I was in year four, and I had Sarah McGarry oh, my conductor there. Yeah. So many names. As my conductor for ever since I was in high school. Yeah. So, yeah, I, not to flex, but I can. Yeah. You are. <laughs> and now it's your turn to be on the other side. Well, I'm still learning, but. Um, what, yes. you never stop. I'm, as much as I this. can. You never stop learning. That's, that's one of one of the little Debbie-isms I have is if you're a teacher, okay, message to everyone out there, if you're a teacher and you think you know everything, it's time for you to stop <laughs> teaching because you don't know everything. And if you get to that point, you, no, it's so we, we always learn. We always learn. I want to know why you're on the Kodai Committee. You're a fairly newish yes. member to the Kodai <laughs> committee. So yeah. why have you joined us? I guess, I think it was Alison because we sung Infusion together. <laughs> um, but I I have been on other committees um, for a long time and I thought, well, actually, I'm really tied with um, Kodai Queensland just in who I am. I really should see uh, of other options in that committee and see what I can do. I'm I do think I try to help as much as I can, but what really, really got me going was that to see Deb and Debbie on the committee and there's so much to learn and how much more can you get from just going to workshops and seeing them than to see them every month. And for me, it's the thinking processes that they go through and how they go about um affecting change and knowing for me it's kind of going through that and seeing how that happens 
actually helps me try and work out what I could do and how I go about it when when the time comes. Not yet, but um, when the time comes. <laughs> it's amazing. We are so happy to have you, Kathy, with Kate. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's yeah. It's it's a great place to be, and like every other committee member, like it's just a joy to be a part of a team, and many hands just make a little work. And I just figured if I, if I can only just be here just to organise the names in alphabetical order, I'll do that. <laughs> yes, when I joined, when I was nineteen or whatever, my job was to buy the biscuits for the morning tea. That's all I was allowed to do. Mind you, I didn't know much more than to be able to do that, but every bit helps. And you do a lot more than putting the name tags in order. <laughs> but I do also think like being in the conversation, if you want to make change in yourself and in others, you have to know what is behind the closed doors yes. to then be able to go, oh, um, this is how I do it all. Mm. You've got to know the system to break the system. It's me of, is it a Marie, a Marie saying, Marie Hennessy, that it's better to be at the table than on the menu. Not, not that I think anybody involved in anything run by Slam are going to be on the menu, but you know, there's something about being behind, as you said, the closed doors, not that they're deliberately closed, but to know the mechanisms behind. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you, Cathy. <laughs> Thank you. Now I'm joined by our Kodai Queensland Secretary, Melissa Black. She does all of those important minutes, agenda, correspondence, all of those things. So hello, Melissa. Hello. Nice to see you. <laughs> now, would you like to tell us a little about your Kodai journey? Sure. I'm not the product of a wonderful Queensland education where I learned from Kodai-inspired teachers. I've come to the party quite late in life. I went through, I studied in Sydney, and I've always found through university, through practice, through early years teaching that something was missing. And I really was looking for something that connects um, my students with meaningful sequential learning. I was teaching, I think, I was I was doing all sorts of PD, just trying to find what was the, the missing link for, for my students. I came across a, a Codai New South Wales event and it was with Marie Hennessy. And I don't know what brought me to it. I didn't know who Marie was, but it was a back to school day in February or so. And I went along not expecting anything. And I must have used the notes from that day to program for the whole year I just used everything from it I, I found it really engaging and interesting and then the next year just by chance was the Sydney National Conference and I saw that John Fireoven was coming and I did know his name and, and thought oh this would this would be interesting but again didn't know very very much and I went along and I saw all these badges that said Queensland member, Queensland member. And I think I, I realised then, I was like, something going on in Queensland. Anyway, and I went to it and it was, you know, the first taste of musicianship and all these really interesting things. And I, I spoke to the time Carla, who was um, Carla Trott, who was on the book store with um, Hayley Ritchie. And I said, you know, how can I learn more about this? And she said, oh, you really need to do some levels. And so that got me on to attending summer school and 
then I, I did two levels in one year. I did a summer school in Queensland and a summer school in New South Wales and <laughs> I just I just was booked and from there, you know, to the point that, you know, my uh, my husband at the time said, you know, let's what do you think about moving to Queensland? And I went, oh, my gosh, like I, I would love to because I just know that there are so many wonderful educators there and how good, like there is so much that we could learn. So that kind of brought me to committee as well because I just was so inspired and wanted to be like these wonderful teachers I was meeting who seemed to just have such a, a great understanding and passion and interest in this methodology. So I just wanted to pick their brains as much as possible oh, to wow. the point that I moved here. So that's wow. decision. And so the committee was about, joining the committee was about sharing with like-minded people. And, and making friends as well, yes. I think, and networking. A new new city, didn't know many people. I thought that it would be a, a good way to to get to learn what what's going on and, but to also find out how I could contribute and assist. And I, I sort of figure that I've always had a bit of a service mentality. Mm-hmm. My, my family really instilled that in all of my, like my brothers and sisters and I, that you even every act no matter how small is is important and it's um you know you you should always be volunteering and working out what you can give because um it makes a difference so that's what sort of got me onto volunteering but well we're really pleased you're on the committee and you're giving back that's important and everyone should look at what they can do shouldn't that's it everyone on our committee has different talents and areas and it's really great because when we come together for these workshops and events um, we all do little acts that put a workshop together or put an event together you know a lot of people when they start committee they go oh you know I don't know what I can do but it's everyone just doing a little that that makes these things happen and it also personally is really I think it it gives a lot back to you you feel good when you are uh, working with others to put something together there's a collaboration um, with that but also I suppose when we have workshops like that we've just attended today you know there is a buy there's a product at the end of it you're also learn there's people who especially in Queensland committee there's people who've been on committee for a long time and you're able to use your knowledge and skills, but also you're learning from them every time that we meet or or speak or, or work together. And particularly, um, I've really enjoyed working, doing editing for, for resources, um, like fabulous Debbie and, and Deb working on our, our musical beginnings 2.0 at the moment. And, you know, so something as little as editing to check that, um, you know, there's no... Uh, notational errors or everything you know the spellings all correct like that's something small but I, I figure that we're all you're, you're able to gain something yeah. from that it's that's, so yeah. important every yeah. little bit yeah. whether you're buying the biscuits yes. for afternoon tea yeah or you yeah, are that's a, right you so. are a champion editor I must say you're oh, you're getting nearly everything as well oh, I'm very <laughs> lucky I'm surround I'm, I just sit on the what's the saying you sit on the the shoulders of giants because uh we've just got some fabulous people up in Queensland and um and it's it's been really wonderful um being on committee and I, I, I've been think I've been here since since we moved here so 2015 or 2016 or something so uh it's um it's certainly 
worthwhile and um, the people on it are just so friendly. I think you surround yourself with wonderful colleagues and, and teachers who, you know, music nerds like like myself who want to come on weekends and attend these sort of things and learn and be the best teachers that they can be um, so that their students learning, you know, best practice um, from, from the teachers so that the students learning as much as possible. And it, it's really exciting every year because you get to think about, oh, who can we invite this year yes. or what can we do that we haven't done before or, you know, there's this new curriculum how can we assist our community what gaps do they have where do they need support it feels really good to be able to do that always always different always exciting yes I love it that <laughs> giving back so important and finding your people finding your people yeah it's true yeah thank Looking you after our community That's you are that. amazing thank you thank you for having me and now I am joined by Karen Gordon one of our Hardworking committee members. Hello, Karen. Hello, Debbie. <laughs> now, I want to start finding out how you got here, where you are now on our Kodai committee in Queensland. Well, my Kodai journey actually goes back decades to before I even started school. So back in the Western suburbs, there was a little music school that my mother sent me to before I started school that had a little pre-year one, as it was back then, kindy music program. I was also very fortunate to go to a kindergarten in Chapel Hill that had a very progressive coordinator and kindy teacher. And there was a piano there that I um, was allowed to use one finger on. And the kindy teacher was also Kodai trained. So my musical journey and my Kodai journey actually started right at the very beginning. I was also fortunate enough in grades six to go to a school that had a very enthusiastic Kodai trained teacher. So that was very influential before I went into high, my high school years. Oh, that's like, that makes me think you're really lucky, you know, really I was, lucky. And I didn't realise how lucky I was until probably in the last 10 or 15 years, because I also then went to university in an age in Queensland of many Kodai trained teachers and off trained teachers. So I got the best of, of both. And when I went out after university, I was actually secondary trained, but went to a primary school and started off my program using, is it QMP? You'll have to remind yes, me. Yes, what the, was, Queensland, yeah. the, Q, the Queensland Music Program, QMP. That's right. <laughs> It was just natural for me. It, it flowed naturally. And I just assumed that every other primary school music teacher was using that program and knew all the songs like I did. So, or researched the few that I didn't coming out of university. So that's, yeah, definitely how it started. As far as coming onto the committee then, that was more, I guess, looking at the number of years that I had been teaching, uh, where I was at with my family and just finding that I had that little bit of extra time in my week and thought that I'd like to start giving back to something that I had by that stage realised wasn't how everybody else uh, had started their music experience or, in fact, was teaching for other children's music experience. Wow. 
That's great. Well, I'm really pleased you did that because I think that's something that everyone should consider doing is doing that little bit of giving back. It makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I understand early in your career, you're certainly working hard to to establish yourself. But I actually also think that that could also be a good time to pop onto a committee because there are people with much more experience who you will have a closer relationship with and you will be able to gain so much personally as well as still giving back that little bit more. Oh, I agree because I first joined the Queensland Kodai Committee as a student representative, so that's a long time now. I don't know. I don't want to do the maths, but maybe 43 years, something like that. And it was amazing. In my early years, I've been on the committee, basically had a little break, but ever since I've been on the committee. So it was, I loved being on the committee then, seeing these great people. I mean, my job was buy the biscuits and help set out the tea and coffee. But, you know, it's a job that had to be done. And I learned from these amazing people. So what do you think, talking to our listeners out there now, why should they consider joining a committee? It doesn't, now we're talking Kodai because that's, I guess, the heart of our philosophy, but any music education, I belong to ASME and, you know, many other people may be in their ORF association you've mentioned and other music ed committees. What would be the advantage for them and for other people. We've already touched on it, but what else mm. could we add? Yeah, there certainly certainly is a dual gain uh, in as much as you are able to help out in some way, even if it is only buying the biscuits. <laughs> and I still don't mind doing that right now. <laughs> you but, are good at that, Karen. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but I think the extra ideas, the expanding of your learning and your practice is really important. I think that has to be ongoing. That has to be week by week, month by month. And how fantastic to have these people right on your doorstep to talk to, to collaborate with. And the collaboration is fantastic on a committee because the ideas that come in spark other thoughts and ideas from yourself and other people. So collaboration is a really big thing for me. And I think as music teachers, we can sometimes be very isolated. And I know in my career, because I've been sort of all up and down the East Coast in the private sector and public schools, and very rarely have I had the privilege of working in a school with other music educators. So it's it's a lot of what you know already, uh, you do tend to rely on mainly, and then what you can find these days, of course, online. Um, but there's n- nothing better than the face-to-face person, like in person whether it be professional development or whether it just be professional collaboration. And I think if in giving, you are able to not only give some of the ideas that you have used in the classroom, so you know that they're tried and true, but even if it's just buying the biscuits and setting up and being part of a group that are bringing a fantastic educator in from overseas or setting up a webinar with somebody that you would not normally have that privilege of listening to or being a part of. Yeah, it's it's endless. The gains that you can get personally, but also I think sometimes I have been 
very much a person who's gone, oh, no, everybody else knows that. So nobody needs to know what I do on a day-to-day basis. Nobody needs to know how I use seesaw in the classroom or seashells or any of the other little ditties that we do use. But in fact, not everybody does use it necessarily the same way as you do. So, and the expansion activities and certainly now getting into digital technologies and how we can actually bring the traditional songs that we've used for many, many years into the modern age and make them just as appealing to our modern students as we have done over the years. Yes. Some really great points. And I do think being on a committee does provide those unique learnings. And I I just think that the professional profile increases, improves our, our whole outlook on our profession, doesn't it? That oh, that was very awkward, but you know what I'm saying. So I do think yeah. that people should really look. I shouldn't tell people what to do, but I think it's if everybody gives a little bit, it it just makes our whole profession richer. Absolutely, and I think the thing is that it's not a daily or weekly or even a monthly commitment. Well, once a month we have a meeting for our committee, but I think you can put in or get out as as much as you can at the time. Mm-hmm. I think even if you're committing just for one season, one year, um, possibly on a committee of some sort, just put your toe in the water and find out what it's like. You may find that you really do enjoy it, as I did, or you know, you you've got that opportunity to pull out if you if you don't. But if you don't give it a go at some stage in your career, I think you're missing out. Yes, I agree. And on that note, I will say thank you, Karen. And our call to action is: people, get on a committee, give it a go, <laughs> and help our profession Absolutely. any way you can. Thanks, Debbie. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. Don't forget that you'll find the show notes on crescendo.com.au forward slash the podcast number of this episode. Also, you can find the transcripts there. So you've got all of the detail that you need. If you've found this podcast useful, I'd really love it if you share the link with a colleague. Remember, all I can be is the best version of me. All you can do is be the best you. We'll meet again. I hope we will. (laughs) Bye. As we know, laughter relieves stress. Don't lose sight of the funny side of life. The future, the present and the past walked into a bar. Things got a little tense. (laughs) 